And we're back. Absolutely. We're making a habit of this. We're trying. Anyway. Getting back yeah. into the habit anyway. I'm Kenny. He's Josh. Yep. This is Random Ramblings. Hey. We didn't even try for that. Sometimes it just happens. Well, well then we're done. We said they were going to be shorter. <laughs> nice talking to y'all. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. At I know. At least once. Yeah. You're not wrong. That road, huh? That's where we're going to go straight into this. No, I mean, we don't have to. We can go anywhere. You pick. <laughs> You're going to give it up to me and the six people in my head. That's that's awesome. I fully expected you to send back if that's what she said. Nah. There's going to be a shot at wives and girlfriends everywhere. Not going to. Not going to get into that one, which is what he said. <laughs> At any rate, it's your candy jar, I see. Uh-huh. It's not full either. Nope. Tis not. Is it also intermittently fasting? Yes. <laughs> it's a reminder that my snacking needs to stop. <laughs> be like be like those uh, documentaries on, on, on the movie channel. And this sits as a reminder of. <laughs> right. I feel this like we could as do a reminder of Kenny and Josh need to quit eating junk while doing podcast. Well, we'll take all the friendly reminders we can get, and we'll still get a junk while we eat while we do podcast. I mean, you know, last week we were eating MREs. Yep, meals no. ready to eat is what that stands for. I debate that. We had, no, we, we did had have prep time. We had to heat them up. We had to mix crap. We did Took have me a fair amount of prep to get into it. And it's like. <laughs> There was a fair amount of prep. For lunch it takes twenty <laughs> minutes to heat it up. Took me forty-five to get into every packet I had. Can you imagine if they did that all day? No wonder they didn't make any inroads well, in the battlefield. They, if they do it all day, they know how to get into the damn things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's good. why they created the Universal Soldier because they have this pack that's sealed better than batteries. You ever notice that? No. I wonder how much of the price of the toy goes into sealing the damn thing. I mean, it's encased in plastic, put into cardboard, and half the time, it's also twist-tied to something. And they hide those damn twist-ties. I've had a few that have been screwed to something. That's the new thing. Instead of doing the twist-ties, which could be choking hazards, they're now making threads into the toys so you can thread the little, the little butt off the bottom That's of lovely. Mm-hmm. That just that makes things very difficult to deal with. You know what my favorite part of that is? It's still not going to be a standard... Uh, standard screw size. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. You're going to have to have that eyeglass kit. Ugh. It's the worst. Or it'll be a torque bit. Worst star bit. Star. No, security star bit. Jesus. With the little post in the Next middle. Next thing you know, every toy will come complete with a combination. Why? Just why have toys? Just, just, just let them go play with rocks. It was a much simpler time then. Yeah. That's what we did when we were The dude kids. that come up with the pet rock is actually a millionaire. And he picked a rock up, painted a face on it, put it in a freaking dog poo box. Dog poo box? That's what it looked like to me. It, oh. I was like, you know, did they make I boxes No, but poo? it was like, it kind of looked like it. Well, honestly, yes, because if you've ever bought the prank dog The rubber poo, dog turd, yes, yes. It came in a cardboard pet crate. 
Not anymore. You remember when you used to get pets at the pet store instead yes. of people just dropping them off in your front yard? I do. I do. Okay. I actively remember that. It was always fun to walk around with cat trying to get out and box just kind of sort of like something off a paranormal show. I would have just opted with cartoons at that point. No, I'm going to go down a different road from everybody else. I I know. Six of you can't even pick the right way. Yeah. Million dollars down this way, Kenny. Hey, let's go over here and see the lake. Who needs money? And then halfway down, the halfway down the road, there's seven other people going back to see about the $6 million road, and Kenny's talking to himself. Or Mike. Jim. There's a couple of preachers. Of course there are. Yes. That's where you get it from. Yes. I... Do I need to start off each episode with, can I talk to Kenny this time? Or <laughs> <laughs> now that's when you get the demon. No. Yeah. He's busy. There's no Kenny, only gruel. Anyway. um, <laughs> Nice reference. Nice reference. I like it. I like it. You're welcome. I told my wife the other day, I can remember some of the stupidest shit, but can never remember why I walked into the kitchen. I got news for you. You're human. <laughs> I, can, I mean, we'll, we, we'll, we'll use movies and TV. We've seen that person on a different show. Really? And I mean, I'll start rattling it off. And then she looks at me, so what was your phone number when you were a teenager? What? Who remembers that crap? You should And up. she looks back at me and she goes, who remembers who was in what show? I do. I don't feel like I appreciate her attacks. They're pretty vicious. She just likes to pick on me about that. Because I, I am full of useless trivia. The only useful trivia I have is I know when a certain singer died. How is that deemed useful? Well, if you're ever on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and they ask you when Frank Sinatra died, they and still- they need the exact date, you do, I need to phone a friend. And you phone, you ask to speak to Kenny, and the demon goes, why? And then you go, because I'm on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And I just got asked a question as to when Frank Sinatra died. And the demon gets me. And I'll come back and I'll look at you and tell you. May 14th, 1998. I would like to express my favorite part of that entire exchange in a completely separate way. Okay. You have all of that useless information. Uh-huh. A wealth of knowledge. I wouldn't call it a wealth. Uh, we'll go with wealth. I'm feeling generous. You have this wealth of knowledge, and you still are the phone a friend. You're never the guy in the chair. You couldn't even put yourself in the chair in the moment. No. You only aspire to be the phone a friend. No, because you never know when when Mike or Jim or the demon's going to show up. So <laughs> you couldn't. Even I also put am barely wait. All right, back chair. to Murphy's Law, section thirteen, subsection A. Kenny, I get on who wants to be a millionaire, and the first question is, what two colors do you put together to make purple? I feel like you dumbed that down on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you kind of know. I feel like you kind of know. Well, black and blue if you get hit in the head. (laughs) But anyway, I actually don't know what two colors go together to make purple. I know yellow and blue make green. No, yellow and green make blue. Yelling shit. 
<laughs> You're seriously not sure. I can't use Ziploc bags either. Damn it! <laughs> How did you get here today? How did you get here today? Did you use a form of transportation of a combustion engine? Mike drove. The problem is, there's still only one body in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Mike drove. Jim was in control of the stereo. This we is... had a great time. <laughs> It's we very, play everything. It's a very weird start. <laughs> I told you I didn't have shit. <laughs> it's so very you're walking start. down one of my roads. Welcome to an hour in my head. <laughs> I'm so confused right now. That's the idea. It's, it's almost uncomfortable. Like, I just, I can't even think of, I said like, like I'm going to compare it to something. I don't know. I feel like I just woke up from a fever dream. There's there's at least one person that listen to this right now that's going to go, this is good, and turn it up. I know exactly who she is, too. Uh, yes. she, she deals with this on a regular basis. By the way, that was the one I, I was don't, thinking of. I don't really have you know, that one, too. She, <laughs> You'd be surprised. You're not the only person I Snapchat. <laughs> no. no. By the way, folks, I do not actually have multiple personalities. I just like to have a lot of fun. Uh, with people. He's succeeding. He is definitely <laughs> succeeding. Um, yeah. I guess I wasn't prepared for that to start. It's because I've never really done all that around you. Oh, so this isn't a first. No, I actually... Alright, so you're not having I actually, um, I'm going to tell on myself, I actually pulled the whole mic trick uh, on, on a boss uh, a while back. And everybody was just in a great mood. It was a great day at work. Okay. And uh, the boss come around the corner and asked me if I had done blah, blah. And I just looked at him and went, nah. Are you sure? Because it, it's done. I got a question about it. You need to talk to Mike. And the boss literally turned around and went, okay. And then turned back around and looked at me and went, what? And everybody just kind of laughed. And it was, it, it, and it's just turned into a thing. Um, Fair and, enough. And now I, I have fun, especially with my wife, because she'll remember when you were saying I don't I didn't have that conversation at all, and she'll just look at me and get well, is Mike around? <laughs> so. The fact that you've convinced people to believe in it is is the impressive part of this. It's not so much the fact that you can pull multiple personalities into a conversation. Um, because a lot of us can kind of pick a voice, uh, like, get off my lawn. You, know, you can find your way there. But to do it in the exact same tone and have people buy in, that's the high point for me. It's the buying in of others. Now, I have a similar situation that I can I can share, but nothing to this mm, level. Level's the word I want to use. Level. <laughs> so I will readily admit, at the Defcon four and Kenny's here. Yes. No, the demon's here. Anyway, that's a different. At the at the end of last year, um, I got in a bit of trouble at work. I let my mouth not you. I let up my mouth write a check that my bottom couldn't cash. No way did you get in trouble at work. Yes, yes, I did. Um, Do tell, Mister Rogers. So I was. And how did this make you feel? <laughs> in the moment... He will be tired of me in about 20 seconds. <laughs> in, the, in the moment, I was pissed because I was like, this is bullshit. But at the same time, I was like, okay, even though it was bullshit, there may be some other things you can take away from this in an effort to change 
your outlook on things. So all throughout this particular year, this calendar year, next year could be something completely different. Um, yes, because there's <laughs> multiple personalities involved in that, too. Yes. I have... Real ones. <laughs> I have a mantra that I go by, and when people ask me questions that don't apply to me, in the past, I would attempt to find out an answer. No more. Negative. My response is, that's above my pay grade. No, 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 no. No, these aren't necessarily things above my pay grade. They're just not my job. So, I have started to coin the phrase, and I use my finger and draw it across my shirt, because I want it on a shirt. It says, not my department. Now, that sounds insensitive. However, I have a job to do, and it isn't yours. That's one. I was also told in an indirect manner that you should worry about things that concern you and no one else. When you work in every department, it's kind of hard for it all to not kind of concern you in some way, shape, or form. Story for another day that's not podcast friendly. But the branding of the phrase, not my department, for me, has taken hold. We had an HR issue. Two people were not getting along. Both of them attempted to confide in me because for some reason they find me likable enough to confide in me against the other. I throw up the not my department. The first look is kind of like, that's kind of fucked up, dude. And I go, nah, it's really not. When you think about it, I was, I spent the end of last year in trouble for not, for worrying about things that weren't my problem. If you have a problem, you should go to HR. Okay, bye. Not 24 hours later, the second one walks up to me and wants to express his concerns. I go, ah, not my department. It is now picked up traction in the office. So much so to where I was having a conversation with someone. A third party walked up to ask me something. And party number two goes, that's not his department. Oh boy. Now, for what it's worth... It was party number two's department, so he was somewhat miffed that they didn't hand it to him <laughs> to start with. They they came to me instead, but I now have done it enough to enough people that I don't even actually have to say the phrase, not my department. I can just point my finger across my shirt three times, and they go, oh, sorry, and walk away. It is the most glorious thing. It's like training. It's like getting a puppy trained to ring the bell to go outside. It's so much fun. Not that I'm doing it on purpose. I'm doing it to keep my nose clean and stay out of the principal's office. So for me, it's just, it's been one of those things. It's developing learned behavior. I I have this good and bad habit of just always being honest at work. Yes. So, you know, I, 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 I did one thing one time and I got called out. You know, Kenny, you could have. Nope, I'm just passing the buck. I'm aware of that, Kenny. All right, then. What's the problem? And they're like, just wanted to call you out for passing the buck. And I'm like, well, <clears throat> okay. And, and I, a lot of times I get this. Are you always this honest? No. But I'm not going to lie to you. Right. There's some things I will keep to myself. <laughs> yes. But I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> if you push, if you push, I will tell you. Oh, I have point blank before and to the people that's responsible. Well, this is stupid. And then, you know, said person, why do you think that? 
I puke out information and they look at me and go, oh, well, that's the way we're going to do it though. All right, just be aware. I think it's stupid. And I mean, literally people are like, can't believe you're just that point. Well, you know what? When you start mincing words, you start creating problems. Now, if you're going to come to me and you go, okay, we need to move this chair six inches to the left. I vote we go get a forklift and... And I'm going to look at you and go, all right, so you've gone through your whole your whole spill. Um, if I'm going to assist, how about we look at it doing doing this? And when they go, no, we're going to do it my way. Well, your way is kind of stupid. Right. Why would I do that when I could just do such right. and such? So it's like, yeah. and, that's, and I've got people that, there, there are people that just won't anymore at all just come to me for anything and and that's actually kind of wonderful i swear Isn't it down, i swear up and down all the time people never listen to me anyway don't come for my advice if you're not going to take it or at least listen to it and consider it so if you need to know what's the best way to move that chair six inches and you turn and you look at me what's the best way to move that chair six inches and i say okay let's push it and you go no well i was thinking we needed to get some machinery involved i'm going to look at you and go well that's stupid right if you don't want my opinion don't ask for it I have a hard time coping with that, especially going from management to not management. I really have a hard time with, if you don't want my opinion, don't ask for it. Because when I was in management, they wanted my opinion because they wanted an answer that would lead them to solve their problem. They come to me as their leader, blah, 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 whatever. Now I'm at the bottom of the food chain, which is fine. There is something still very much liberating about that because not my department. And... Somebody will ask me something and I'll go, wouldn't you think it'd be better if we did this? Yeah, probably, but we'll do it this way. I'm not upset that they chose to do it that way. I'm upset that you chose to waste my time, breath, and energy, and brain capacity trying to give you a better solution. That pisses me off. I've also been known to rebuke that question with, do you really want to know what I think? That gives you the opportunity to look me dead square in the face and go, nope, just trying to get you to help me. All right, so we'll just do it your way. Because if, you know, don't come up and go, what do you think? If you don't really want the answer. Right. And I tell people all the time, don't ask me a question if you don't want an answer to it. Because I'll give you a damn answer. Right. No, I get it. I get it. And again, I, I, don't, I don't take up this moniker just to avoid getting in trouble. That's Sometimes where lines need to be drawn in the sand, though. There it is. Otherwise, you work 24-7, 365 for the exact same rate that you were getting paid when you That's worked. 5-8. We have that conversation at work, too. What about this? What about that? I'm not going to go into detail. I don't just have it at work. I, a lot of people I work with listen. But, you know, we bounce it back and forth. This one that does this, that one does the other. And, you know, a lot of times I just go, hey, my, my job is this. And that's what I'm going to come in here and do. Don't really want to do, do, am I happy that they're getting by with something? No, not really. Is it is it my job to see to it that they don't get by with that anymore? No, not at all. I'm, I'm not going to be the work snitch. I'm not going to be the tattletale. You can get yourself in trouble down the road, whatever. I've just decided to, I, I've got boundaries. I'm going to go this far and that's about it. If someone in upper management, upper, upper, upper management were to ask me about such and such, my answer is going to be, do you really want to know for an actual change or 
do you just want to know so you can do nothing about it and know? Because at that point, I'm not wasting my breath on either account. Well, see, most of the people that I work with already know if they're going to come up with a plan to get by with something, don't let me in on it. Because if the boss comes up and says, blah, 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 and asks the question, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give them the honest answer. So don't come up to me and go, don't tell anybody, but no, no. Because if you're telling me, that means it's information that I now possess, and I'm not going to be in on your damn scheme. Because if I possess the information, I'm now in on your scheme. It's called being an accessory. Mm -hmm. So if you're up to something, don't tell me. Just don't tell me because I, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to get in trouble for it. I have been in HR's office over the course of my lifetime so many times because, well, you two are pretty tight at work. Has that got to do with this? So we take breaks together. We talk. We laugh. We, we share jokes. We part beside each other. That doesn't mean I know everything that goes right. on inside their head. Right. Guilt by association is a Tough road to hoe for sure, yeah. but well, with my patented "not my department" method, I also you think can avoid tons of all this for easy payments of nineteen ninety nine. Right. I also think it's it's bad of HR to come at you and go, "Well, you're friends with Josh, so we know you know." Okay, don't because if I'm friends with him, I'm gonna be tight lipped because there's things that I know that. <laughs> Aren't public knowledge. I'm nobody's snitch. Yeah, don't come like, to me I'm expecting not gonna, me to be a snitch. No, I'm not gonna do it. It's now, just, if you want, if you want an after-action report, and you've already picked your suspect out and have already punished your suspect, then I can give you what I know because I can't make it any worse for you. And if my own job is secure, it you know. Well, if you don't tell us, we may have to dock some pay. I'll come across your face. <laughs> but I'm just saying, in those moments... I don't do well with ultimatums. No. Nobody does. Nobody does. But I'm just saying, it's one of those things where if you make... If the punishment's been doled out and then they want your feedback to protect yourself, done. All day. I'm not going to vilify, because if you vilify, you become snitch. If they've already gotten caught and you are exonerating yourself, that is self-preservation. That is a completely different animal. I try to avoid the people that I know are going to get caught doing stuff. Well. <laughs> now, and I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm perfect because, no, 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 I, no. I mean, I get in trouble at work. We we all get in trouble at work. We all get in trouble everywhere. This fitting right here came from work. So, you know, that it happens. And it's going to always happen. Just get over it. You're... It, Whatever, don't yep. don't let it bug you. Nope. Uh, Please do not. I don't. My my whole mantra is you're gonna miss me when I'm gone. Because you push me in a corner, I'm not gonna stay around for that. That's true. I I think it's amazing to me the amount of people that walk around and don't fully grasp that people are considering leaving. Leaving the, any job. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be just currently your past jobs or anything. Like, I, it the, amazes the me. That, that floats around social that uh, in the effect says poor management is the reason most people leave is more correct than what management wants to think. Now, I'm not saying you have to baby everybody and take a wet wipe to my butthole every time I poop. What I'm saying is, is you need to recognize the fact that I do work hard. 
and make it known that you recognize the fact that I do work hard. Does that mean I need the best raise possible every year? No. Does that mean I need a constant pat on the back or a medal at the end of every quarter? No. It just means recognize the fact that I am working to achieve the goal. I am working to learn more, to better myself, to help better said company. And it does not take a lot. Most people want that recognition in money. Right. Or time off. But it doesn't take much other than remembering, oh, you need your mom's your mom's gonna have a little surgery. Yeah, take a sick day. Right. You can bend certain rules to let people know that you appreciate their hard work. You can at, even if all you do is bring in a donut every once in a while, there's a way to let people know. There's a there's a way to give that pat on the back, that attaboy. Right. Uh and and let them know. But the reverse but what I always get in return of that is, well, that just proves favoritism. You're already doing that, trying to keep a beating heart in that seat right there and letting them get by with everything and making me toe a line. You're showing favoritism to the person that's not trying. What you need to do is show the favoritism to the person that is, so said person that is not starts actually grabbing a hold of that chain and pulling that anchor a little bit. Right. Instead of just standing there going through the motions. And everywhere you have both of those people. The one that's working hard, not necessarily trying to be recognized, but trying to achieve, trying to better themselves, trying to better the company in the process. They're overlooked. For the one that, well, they come in every day. The appreciation of value is uh, is the way that I would word that. Is who brings value to to the the task, the job, the operation, the team, the group, value in what they offer. Well, see, I, I and I, I just, don't just mean that from a pay scale, and a pay scale is certainly an important part of that, but just in general, who brings value? Well, my little rule of thumb the last time I was in a supervisory position was. I'll just throw names out there. You got Josh over here that's able to do said job in 20 minutes. Said job typically takes 45. Right. Josh can do it in 20 minutes. Well, then you got Mike over here on the other end that's taking an hour and 15. Well, then you have Jimbo here in the middle that's right at 40 minutes. You don't necessarily want to slow Josh down, but you don't want to push Mike to get faster than his ability. What you need to do is get Josh and Jimbo to individually work with Mike to see if there's a way. Yes. Because it's more it's more probable that Mike will talk to Jimbo or Josh about what he's having difficulty with than he's going to respond to a supervisor coming over and every day going, you got to hurry up, you got to hurry up, you need to step up, you need to step up. You see Josh up there, Josh does twice as much as you do, you need to step up. And management has gotten to a point in most places that they, they go to that person that's fallen behind and they start screaming about stepping up and moving up and getting better and getting faster. But they're not looking at the fact that it's possible that he was not trained appropriately or it's possible that his training went a little too quick yep. or he has skipped the step. And it could be as, as, as simple. Well, you know, last week I struggled with the MRE, mainly because I don't open stuff like that very often. 
didn't really look at it and read it because we had a lot going on. Didn't pay attention where all the little tabs were and everything. We didn't have towels handy. Well, we did. We just didn't pull them out of the stupid bag. But, you know, I'm over here struggling to open things. You did figured I- it out real quick. All right, so there's your perfect example if, if one needed to teach the other. Now, he and I are not going to do that because it's fun for the podcast, but... If you're a ma- in a manager situation and you're looking at it, don't just keep beating the one down that's got to step up. Figure out why. Yep. Once you figure out why, you'll be able to change it. I mean, what if what if that one step he didn't get taught was how to quickly move this from point A to point B? Right. And and that's taking him the extra five minutes that it's not taking everybody else. Yep. All just. Totally spot on. I mean, and, it's, and that's the sad. That's the sad part is management's overlooked that. It, we've gotten to a point to where the managers don't train anymore, and I don't mean they don't receive training. I mean they're not training the new hires. Our supervisors. I would, I would bring, say both. Our supervisors both. bring us a new hire, and then they just pick who they're going to start them with. Right. And it's it's like. Okay, now we go through a week of safety-style training before they can be brought down to to the crew, which is, that has to happen because we work in some dangerous situations. Sure. So we need that, and that's yep. wonderful that they start there. But our supervisor is, you know, we're going to put you here. All right, typically it starts with at the bottom of the barrel. We'll just say it like that without having to get in too much detail about what goes on. They start them over here in the bottom of the barrel. All right, that means somebody's got to start training them. Well, what if that person's not through being trained? Or what if you're already aware that person doesn't always do things the right way? Now you got two people you got to fix. Instead of one new guy and one that needs to be fixed. Or new guy is learning bad habits from one guy who wasn't trained. Now, we've got multiple supervisors so we've got one that could actually work beyond the crew. Even if he can only be there for a couple of hours out of the day or he has to go back and forth. So he needs you, to be doing hands-on training. I, I honestly think that's the person that should be part of the training. Um, when I was first hired and put in my department, the supervisor did help with the training. I also was always placed with the person that had been operating that piece of equipment or doing that function for the longest. Never was I put with somebody that had only been there a month longer than me. So you have a good department head. <laughs> so, but, well, with what we have to do, you you really need to make sure you got everybody on the same page. Right. And, you know, and in my work, nobody's going to work at the same pace. Hmm? Nobody's going to work at the same pace. And, it, and, it, and it's all a, a comfort level. We use heavy machinery. We use automated machinery we use motor powered machinery electric machinery you know we're and everybody's got a different comfort level with it right and my thing there is hey if jimbo ain't comfortable with that chainsaw get it out of his freaking hands don't look at me and say oh well, we can make him comfortable with it no no you never will you're not going to make him comfortable with it the only thing you can do is all right he's comfortable at this level keep letting him use it at that level until he actually on his own becomes comfortable with the equipment you can't force it no you you just can't force it nope you cannot you can not but every again i i honestly 100% believe that meme management is about 95% of the reason most people leave a job 
And, and, and management will come back and bark, well, I'm busy. Yeah, well, you know, so are we. We're busy making but, sure you stay busy. Yes, yeah, so... your, your job is this. And I've actually been told a couple of times, um, well, I had an equipment failure the other day. And called my boss, the one that I knew was going to be available to handle said phone call. Because I know the other one had to fill in where somebody was out on vacation. So called the one that I knew would be available. I have to let them know that I have an equipment failure. I have to let them know what's going on. I know what the next step is, but they have to know what's going on. So, you know, I get the same thing. Well, call the shop. Call the shop. Well, they have a process to go through. Yep. Everything said, done, and over with. My equipment failure happened right at lunch. Any time that I'm having to spend lunchtime dealing with an equipment failure, I'm considered not at lunch. Right. I'm considered on the job. So when everything got handled, we got the equipment taken care of and got it where it needed to be, called said boss back. All right, I'm moving over to our backup piece of equipment, going back out where I was. I'm going to grab lunch on the way. All right, just making sure you know what's going on just in case you get a question. And he knows that's what I'm doing. And I will say that line almost every time. Mm-hmm. Because th- it's a possibility. Why is Kenny at lunch 45 minutes after lunchtime? Right. And that question's not going to come to me. It's going to go to him. And he needs to be able to say there was an equipment failure. He had to deal with that. It ate up his lunchtime. I've given him permission to take lunch late. Which I all gets Okay. Things have been handled. Life is good. <laughs> right. And it's like sometimes sometimes I look at it as just making sure that my supervisor is in the know. I am not always under my supervisor's nose. Sometimes I'm 20 miles away. So, you know, and all they've got, I mean, they can track the piece of equipment that I, that's with me, but that doesn't necessarily mean they know everything that's going on. It's not like James Bond where they can zero in with a satellite image and go, oh, oh, well, that's going on. Well, and so that's that's one of the things that I feel like I have gotten, I have found more balance with in life is I'm not a tattletale. It's not my it's not my mo. It's not my choice. I I, I know people that are. No, thank you. Um, I also know people that are do and ask for forgiveness later. Um, I tried some of that. Blew up in my face. So hard. I have a rough draft of a list of situations that I can do that. And some of that is I've been taught to handle reoccurring situations. I've been taught to handle a situation and they reoccur. Right. And I'll go ahead and just take care of it. And, you know, luckily with what I do, the damage is minimal. Correct. uh, In most cases. But there are times that it's like, um... Yeah, no, not making the decision on this one. I'm going to run that up the food chain real quick and see what they say. And, you know, and I've been met with, you, you know the answer to this. Well, let me tell you what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the right answer, Kenny. All right, just want you just wanted to make sure, yeah, I wanted to make sure I had somebody was going to have my back if it yep. was the incorrect answer. Yep. You know, if I, it was the incorrect answer, you can look at said person that's fussing now and go, well, he called, he run that by me, and I said, go for it. You're, I'm with you 100% because that's that's going to be the same thing for me. I would rather have the accountability. I actually had um, an incident just this past week that, um, had I not asked, could have generated a serious stink based on a protocol that was put in that had not been shared. 
the process was still under consideration. And so I asked a question about, is this an us problem or a them problem? Uh, and I'm told it's a them problem. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go tell them it's a them problem. No, you're not. And I went, okay, why? To which I am then met with the reason and rationale that I'm not. Because here is problem XYZ that took place. Here is fix ABC. This is why you're not. Okay. Thank you for telling me. Might want to tell everybody else just in case. That's a good point. And the email would have probably found its way out. But if I don't check, I have an incident on my hands. Right. And I ain't interested in that at all. At all. Not one bit, no way, no how. Well, it's the difference. Well, you know, the term is CYA. Cover your ass. And, you know, like I said, with what I do, a lot of it's straightforward. Sure. And a lot of it's repetitive. But sometimes you come across that one thing. Yep. Now, and I'll put it out there. I, I do a lot of mowing. Yep. And I can roll up on a section of road that I know I'm supposed to mow, but is fronted by someone's personal property. Well, if I see what looks like to me purposely planted stuff, I'm lifting those blades and I'm driving past it. Now, if two weeks later it's overgrown, I will call. Am I supposed to be mowing this? So that covers mines. Mm-hmm. So if I wipe out a thousand dollars of hedges on your property, my supervisor told me to wipe that out. If I just go, oh, it's grown over, and mow it down, that's all on my rear end. And when they call, no, thank you. Now, and that that is actually a very that's a very straightforward problem that that I have, uh, and it's it's more so than you would think. There are people that just don't want to mow the ditches in front of their house. Okay, code says they're supposed to. Most of the time, I end up having to mow it. Sometimes we send an enforcement officer; they have to mow it. Um, but it's a case of I have to handle everything on a property by property. Situation, yep. um, you know, I actually, really slow down a work day. I'm well, sure. I had somebody. I need you to mow that right there. That's not mine to mow. Well, I'm telling you to mow it. That does not make it mine to mow. Here's the number you need to call. Um, y'all all have a stack of business cards. Well, I've got the number memorized. I mean, it's and it, and it really and truly, it's, I, I can get a supervisor out there with a, with a radio. But it, it's a it's a CYA, and you need to, you gotta have to, you gotta kind of do it at every job you've had. I've worked where you've worked. Yep. Um, I've I've had to CYA my way around that place too. Uh, I I worked one job. Uh, well, I, there are also in the wrong instances there are fines that come down. Yeah. that are not cheap. Now I I worked one job. I was in in the quality control department, and you can imagine on an international product, Ugh. what I'm dealing with. Now, I, in that job, I've been yelled at, screamed at, cussed, whatever. And my supervisor always backed me up. And my supervisor was very strict. These are the numbers he has to go by. Does not match your numbers. 
he is not qualified to say it's okay. Yep. But in the same respect, like what you were talking about, protocols change. Different things do different things. Things change from day to day. And I would get verbals. We need to do this this way. And then the next day, why'd you do it like that? You told me yesterday, no, that's not what I said. Yes, yes, it is. I got tired of that. Bought a notebook. All right, Kenny, we're changing blah, 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 blah. You need to write that down, date it, and sign it. And all I got from my supervisor was getting tired of arguing with me. Yes, I am tired of arguing with you. That turned into the most handy thing that I ever did. That notebook stayed on my desk all the time at my workstation. And if I was not at my workstation, because I could be anywhere in several hundred thousand square feet of building, I could be anywhere. If I wasn't at my workstation, my boss would open that book, write down what he needed me to do, sign it, date it, and leave it open to that page. It became the most handy thing we ever did, but he hated it every time he said, no, I didn't say that. Flip, flip, flip. Yes, you did. And then he would flip. Well, I didn't change it, did I? No, you didn't. (laughs) And it got to a point where he would come out and grab the notebook. We're going to change how you do. And he would write in detail what he wanted. And he was the only one allowed to use that notebook. Had his name on it. He was the only one allowed to use that notebook. Anybody else that had to leave me a note for any said something, they had to use something else. And I told everybody, don't touch that notebook. That is his notebook. That it, and, that, and it turned into a great thing. We were able to communicate very, very well. No, he didn't like it when I was able to throw crap back up in his face. <laughs> but it, it worked out. At the end of the day, it worked out. And it's like, if you're in a position where you're changing a protocol, changing a rule, you need to remember that you have to push that over the waterfall. Right. You can't just set it in the river and hope it doesn't get hung up on anything. You need to put it over yep. the waterfall. And in today's electronic age... Email's a great way to do that. Now, we all have email at work. We don't all have access to computers every day at work. Right. So a lot of times we get papers handed to us as well. It, it doubles things up, triples things up, but that's fine. At least I know this changed. Well, and they've got coverage too. Yeah. Because that's just as much account of, I told him, mm, did you though? Yep, right here. Here's the one I printed that I gave to everybody here. Put one in each locker. Boop, 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 all the way down. Done. We do a lot. Of, we have to sign off on a lot of stuff like that. Yep. But, you know, look at how many of us there are. And it can't just go out to an email with a read receipt. Right. So, you know, it, we have to sign off on it. And, and they're very good about definitely read this piece of paper before you walk out of here, guys. And going, uh, it, it's the same thing as last year. We're starting back up the blah, blah, blah campaign. You know, it, they're good about letting us know what's what. And some of us have been there long enough. We've seen them all before. But, you right. know, when they come in with a new rule, they take their time with it. Because, you know, rules change for us. I mean, it, it could be the favored spot that we go to use the bathroom is under new management, and they don't really want us there anymore. And, you know, that sounds petty and ridiculous, but it happens, and we need to know that. Because then I'll get in trouble all because I'm about ready to pee myself. But, and you'd be surprised what we get called out for. <laughs> I'm, I'm not nearly as surprised. After a couple of stories, I'm not nearly as surprised anymore. Also, because... Even though indirectly in the two lines of work that I have had the most experience with my previous life and the one I'm in now, um, I worked indirectly for the people that are calling you <laughs> yes. or that are calling your bosses and going, hey, he didn't do me, me, me. Yeah. 
So I get it. Uh, back to that call-in show that generated a bit of ire last week. A lot of those folks. A couple of weeks ago, actually, but anyway. You know, <laughs> a lot of those folks are the ones that are calling. Yeah, it, that's... Uh, you'd be surprised at how much I get yelled at uh, just from pe- passing cars. Yeah. Uh, people that really have no clue, but yet they think they know everything. Uh, and all Thank because you, internet. all because I'm sipping on a cup of coffee, well, I get breaks, people. And I've been threatened to be turned in because I've had people come straight up and go, you should be working. We pay you to work, blah, blah, blah. I mean, just go into me. And I just look at them and go, your boss give you breaks because I, I get breaks. Well, you shouldn't talk back to me. You're not my boss. Mm. You're not my boss. There you go. Bit of a somber note this week, but a bit we, of a PSA. But we, you know, it, it started out so weird. <laughs> it evolves. You never know where this podcast is. That's why we you. refer to it as random. Maybe this will make your. Maybe you can take something from this. The not my department. It's uh, five dollars per use, by the way. Copyrights, and uh, I'll have my PayPal and stuff on my link. Yeah, he's full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I'm trying to make money for this podcast somehow. One thing about it, though, we've given you several different ways that you don't need to be a dick. That's true. He is not wrong, and because I was not ready on the mouse button, I'm going to talk us out. <laughs>